Well, once again, good morning to you. I'm Jeff Slakey here, and I have 35th District Representative Dan Griffey on the line. How you doing, Dan? I'm well. How are you, Jeff? Good, good. Uh, we have got some conversation topics here for you. I had a great uh, interview meeting with Sheriff Sperling, Mason County Sheriff, uh, yesterday, and we talked about some of the uh, crimes that we are seeing across the county and uh, how they deal with those. One of them was a big, um, it looked to be a big break-in of mailboxes at community areas. And one of the things on this is it can really devastate someone whose identity has been stolen um, in the in not only credit card openings and bank accounts and things like that, but then if you're the person whose identity was stolen, oftentimes you you may not get trusted as being that person. I know there's always these conversations in the in the legislature on how to protect the citizens more. Talk to me a little bit about that in the space of public safety, and then we'll kind of get more into it. Well, I mean, Jeff, we have to frame the narrative, right? So um, the, there's a, a poor legislative policy over the last 10 years, right, uh, that I quite frankly didn't support. And I understood that it would embolden uh, criminal behavior. Uh, resources, I mean, we're very resource poor. So the amount of law enforcement officers that we have or law enforcement staff, uh, people that uh, may not be uh, deputized law enforcement officers, but people that can actually do the process serving and that sort of thing. So uh, we have a very great system of justice in um, this great country. Um, the problem is there's, so, there's a lot of weak points uh, to it. So um, we uh, rate uh, dead last in the number of law enforcement officers per capita. Uh, Mason County rates uh, near their last or close to last uh, in the number of of uh, uh, deputized officers or resources that we can deploy at any one time. So we're re resource poor, obviously. Um, if we can go from a policy set, uh, there's almost a passive uh, um, acknowledgement that uh, that property crimes don't hurt anybody, which I find uh, terrible. That's not my opinion. Um, we need to change the narrative that it's not okay to take somebody's item. Uh, when it comes to the uh, identity theft from mail and that sort of thing. Uh, we have got to provide a heck of a lot more resources to where people can make their credit, uh, repair their credit. Right now we're going through credit bureaus and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have some ideas, concepts for the next year of uh, of bills that, that solidify uh, how can state agencies, be it the attorney general's office, be it, uh, you know, the, the Justice Department, all of those things, how can we um, make people whole quickly or more quickly and don't have to go through those cumbersome uh, messes. Uh, uh, Representative Couture and I are sponsoring a bill uh, that helps with this uh, public safety uh, quite a bit in that uh, we're talking to our municipal and district court judges. They don't have enough defense attorneys. So a lot of this low-hanging fruit, they're, you know, the, the lesser offenses where you actually don't uh, physically harm somebody, but you take their stuff, um, we're not charging those and we're not fully prosecuting. We might charge them, but we don't fully prosecute them. So um, the resources and the accountability doesn't really happen. Again, further emboldening the activity of somebody that would injure society. So we have, a, we have to take a tougher stance. I think uh, the good sheriff is taking a very tough stance and he's doing everything he possibly can to get after it. Uh, but all of us have to uh, just say no more. Uh, we think that uh, because you want it, 
uh, and uh, um, you can't, you don't have it, uh, you can't have it. It belongs to another individual. We have got to get back to those ideals. And I think Mason County is a perfect place to, to do that. One of the things that you are talking about there, and I'm reminded of conversations I had with former Sheriff Salisbury, and it would be like the broken window scenario where there's a building and it's got one broken window and you may look at it and go, well, eh, it's just one, but then one leads to two, two to four, four to eight. And then the next thing you know, something is spiraled out of control that could have been stopped on the front end, potentially saving money in law enforcement, the judicial portion of it, plus a uh, um, restitution, I guess, for the for the victims on those crimes. Well, they're all, they're absolutely right. So, what I think our criminal justice system should really uh, um, position itself uh, uh, to do is um, take the emboldened uh, behavior away. They need to really worry that somebody's you know somebody that could engage in this type of crime. They need to worry that somebody's looking over their shoulder. They need to worry that they just might get caught. Right now, there is way less worry than we ever have seen uh, in my 53 years uh, that somebody's going to come after you. Um, you know, for two years, we told uh, people that, well, law enforcement won't pursue you for anything. So what happened is we're nearly $4 billion walking off our store shelves. And what we're seeing, uh, and it's really tragic for a small area like this, is the major retailers they start wondering if this is really a market that I can work in, right, Jeff? So uh, we're seeing that all over in Seattle. They're losing retailers, uh, you know, bedrock retailers that have been there for 100 years, Bartell Drugs. I mean, you know, how heartbreaking is that, Jeff? Yeah. Um, but all of us need to say no more. Um, this allowing or passive emboldened activity, um, uh, we, need, we need to stop. Let's talk about public safety in the housing frame here. I saw an article, and we've dealt with this in Mason County in the Shelton area, um, people coming in onto properties, squatting, then all this, then um, claiming rights to those areas. And it's not just a um, Mason County, perhaps uh, low-income area. I read an article the other day that these uh, – this was down in like uh, Beverly Hills or something, but one of these multi-million dollar mansions that hasn't had anybody living in it for a while, right near LeBron James's new place. And they've got squatters living in there. They're having parties all the time and they can't, and the LAPD or whoever can't, can't do anything there. So when it comes to these, you know, this is gated communities and all this stuff, what hope do we have for, mason county when it comes to this well i i have a bill on that um so uh, i i think what we need to get to again it's not yours so you can't just have it right right, right. um you have to work hard make money purchase it um so yeah it is definitely a real problem i have a bill that is that is getting uh, that is working around the edges i think it should be uh, understood that you can't just occupy a piece of land for seven years, then it becomes yours. I mean, it, Washington state just needs to unilaterally say that. Uh, I have a, a bill that says, you know, these property disputes, there's a lot of property disputes where um, one property owner will build a shed on another person's property, uh, deeded property that has property markers and that sort of thing. And in Washington state, if the, that property owner um, passively allows that, for seven years, they can petition uh, to have that property uh, deeded to them. 
They could also go after the property owner for the cost, the court costs, which I find in not acceptable. Um, so uh, we have a hearing today on that that bill, and I hope that goes well. But I wanted to start a narrative that just uh, that says, you know, we have a housing shortage, and if you are a landowner and you want to be nice and you want to allow somebody or a few people to live uh, in uh, RVs or maybe a mobile home, um, it's allowed. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it becomes yours because you've been there for a certain period of time. Uh, I think this is very important uh, because for landowners to step up to the plate and do something right and real about the housing shortage that we have, they're going to have some, they're going to have to have some predictability. Now, Jeff, let's look back when I was a kid and I'm, I'm only using this to kind of prove a point. When I was a kid, we could ride all the forest service land, all the green diamond land on bikes. Uh, we did all kinds of recreation. Uh, we cleaned up the spot, all that stuff. Well, the people that recreate on those properties uh, started injuring themselves. And when they injured themselves, they would sue for multi-million dollars. But even worse than that, Jeff, they would just absolutely destroy the property. So our large forest landowners and our large landowners said, you know what? We used to love to do this, but we can't do it anymore because, well, you're not being very nice. Um, you're not treating the property very well. And I know it is real pain to people like myself who are like, I remember being able to get out and experience the lands and that sort of same thing. We have an underlying idea or concept that just because you want it or because you think you need it, it gets to be yours, right? Um, we should just, again, no more. Um, it would be nice if we could open up those uh forest service roads and and that sort of thing but the the same problem happens here jeff it's property that belongs to somebody else they've been very nice to allow people to recreate there or use that property um and then just by greed of another um they have to make a business decision and i i, I want to uh give some predictability there and i think uh that might open some of these uh, opportunities that we used to have as kids. One more thing here to talk with you about on the housing side of things. And this is mostly going to be in the Thurston County area because I can't think of too many buildings that would work for this in Mason. But uh, since COVID, we have seen a lot more people go to the work from home model, uh, the state agencies that had been flush with building across the uh, South Sound in Thurston County. I'm thinking of Tumwater that has some big campuses. There's some buildings in Olympia as well. Are there any sort of conversations anywhere to uh, repurpose those types of government buildings right now to allow for uh, those who are homeless or uh, indigent to find um, a, a new way to start the life? You know, it seems to me, I'm thinking about the, the stretch of road on 101 that you used to see on by Wheeler Road, and now it's just got rocks. And then there was a group of folks that were down by the Hobby Lobby, and now there's just rocks. And so it seems they're just kind of moving these individuals around. But is there any conversation about how to work on this? I know it's a short session, and that's a huge topic, but... Well, there's been lots of conversation, right? We've been seeing this uh... Uh, come up. Uh, it, did, it it didn't sneak attack us, right? This right. has been, you know, a dedicated movement, right? Um, but first of all, the rocks and those sort of things, that was exceptionally dangerous area to be. Um, uh, they needed to be re re relocated from those, 
locations. I'm glad that we that DOT was able to pull that off, um, right? And very uh, proud of the way they did it. Now, um, we have got to do uh, longer term solutions, um, and that gets to um, uh, civil commitment for um, those that find themselves um, in uh, substance abuse disorder. Um, uh, crises. Uh, most of the, the most of the people uh, now that we find homeless are dealing with mental health and substance abuse, and and I would say they say most, but I'd say a hundred percent. Right? I haven't seen one uh, in my uh, long fire service career one uh, person that didn't have both. Um, so we're going to have to, like I said, take away the keys, um, get the get people in the treatment, and help them rebuild lives. Um, when it comes to housing, we just have a housing availability problem. And there are lots of talks about repurposing buildings. Um, we do know that state agencies have an excess of buildings. Would they be well suited uh, for living? Probably not. Uh, most of them are office structures and they, they would take way too much to repurpose them for that. Uh, but we spend billions of dollars a year on housing programs and we don't drive a single nail. And, and, and from my perspective, we need to start driving nails. We need to start putting, uh, you know, uh, sequestering carbon uh, with uh, uh, what we do in our area. Uh, spending some of, uh, you know, having Sierra Pacific can uh, be part of the help because, well, they do stud lumber. Um, and let's start building housing um, instead of uh, having uh, housing vouchers that uh, a lot of times the state's answer is, well, we're going to put uh, $100 million in housing vouchers. Well, you can give a housing voucher to somebody all day long, but if there's no housing available, they actually can't get land. Right, right. Uh, predictability right now for um, those that rent properties, Right. So um, there's been a moratorium since the beginning of COVID on rent and evictions. And just now they're able to start evicting people again. But how do you convince a property owner uh, to manage a bunch of properties when um, the the person that uh, first started out as a renter now turns into a squatter? It takes a year to evict them. And then even after that year, that um, a property owner doesn't have a reasonable predictability that somebody is actually going to be evicted. Like they get to steal from them for an entire year. We have got the housing thing is uh, very large, um, but uh, there is a movement, uh, several bills and several initiatives to push um, us to the actual construction and how do we facilitate that construction. Uh, and I think that's what's going to set us free. But we have to do the you know, we have to deal with all of it, the mental health, the substance abuse, and the fact that they're unhoused. Well, what's great about uh, you there in the legislature versus uh, the citizens here, we can offer up your ideas, but you have got the way to get that moved through the system there and potentially signed into law. 35th District Representative Dan Griffey on the line here talking about host of issues here this morning. Appreciate you, Dan, and have a good day. Thank you so much, Jeff. Have a nice day.